It brings together, there is a, there, uh, there is a connection between Moshe, number one, Moshe Rabbeinu, Torvemes is giving given the Torah and Shavuos. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, who through whom the Torah was given on Shavuos, so he's connected to Shavuos. Number two, David Amelach was David Meisbe about Seres. David Amelach, whose yard site is on Shavuos, as the Gemara says. And the Baal Shem Tev, as well as the Baal Shem Tev, was Eich Zaynestal, because it's given to Shavuos, he also, his yard site is also on Shavuos. And we bow those alts is Gashgacha Pradis, and since everything is, of course, by divine providence, we frat, then it's Retzer Vegn Morois, and Shaykhus mit Eden Bachwal, especially when we're talking about the events connected to the Eden in general, and we gdoyle in the Sea Israel, we frat, especially about the greats and the leaders of the Jewish people, certainly it's by a divine providence. His movement, so it's understood as number one, that there is something that links these three people, which is the reason why they're all connected to the same day Shavuos. And number two, that the connection which brings them together on Shavuos is connected to what Shavuos is all about. Which in our case, which is Matan Shavuos of course is the time of Matan So the two things are, first of all, they're all connected because they all uh, Shavuos is connected to them, so they must all be connected, and it's their connection is around the theme of Shavuos, which is Matan Torah. But on the other hand, we also have to say, as the Chiddush is in the other that this there is something unique about the connection between each of these three two Shavuos. These by from the dryness of Yisrael, as that connection exists within each one of these three leaders, Each one, it's not that they all are connected in the same way, and therefore, what's the need to have three people connected in the same way? Each one brings something different to that connection, and therefore, all of them are important, and they all enhance the connection of each other to this Yom Tov of Shuas. As the Gemara calls it, tzricha, that we need each and every, each one has to be t- said, each one has to be there, because without the, the each individual one, there will be something missing to what makes up the whole. Base. What is one of the things which are shared by these three people, Moshe, David, and Balshemtev? that each one of them was in addition to being a leader amongst the Jewish people a king, a leader of the Jewish people nor in them gufa but as a leader there's something which these three share which is unique which is Arishin, they were the very first of a certain of them suk from Malchus Venesius of the type of leader that they are they were the first ones in what way? Moshe Rabbeinu was given the Esht and Nasi of Aliyid. Moshe Rabbeinu was the first leader of all Jewish people. The Frat Leit Mtsaka Rambam. 
especially in light of what the Rambam passes as Melechaya, that Moshe Rabbeinu had the status of a king, not just a leader. Is Moshe Rabbeinu given the Eshter Melech by Eden from folks? So Moshe Rabbeinu turns out was the first king of the Jewish people. David, in regards to David, is given that Rosh Verishim from Malchus based David. David was the first one in the lineage of Malchus based David. That was a special lineage of kings. When David Amalek was crowned as the king, when he was anointed as the king, so his kingship became his. Not just to him, but to him, his uh, to his male descendants, ad forever. The kingship will never be taken away from the family of David. It'll go on forever as the kings. And David was the first of that lineage. And in the case of the Baal Shem Tev, is given their erste von the Nesir Chesidus HaKlolis. Baal Shem Tev was the first of the leaders of Chesidus. Not of Chabad, but of the general Chesidus. Well, the mit is verstandig, the shaykh is miyuchadus, and the alle drei malchev in the Yisrael, and this brings out the connection, this this unique connection between these three leaders of the Jewish people in and also in their shared connection to Matan because one of the main things that happened as a result of Matan is given one of the things that are outstanding about Matan is that Hashem declared you, the Jewish people, will become a nation of leaders of Sarim. And how, where does a yid take the ability to be able to reveal somehow, make this the reality that he is or she is a king, a leader? From where do we get that? Nemt yeder eat from the Nisi Yisrael in yeden doir kidlakam, and that we take from the leader of your own respective generation. Every yid takes it from the leader of the Jewish people in their generation. That's the one that gives them the ability to manifest their ability to be a leader. Amam leches kainim. Gimel the shaychas for the minyan for amam leches kainim to matan What's the connection between Mamleches Kainim? That's the time when the Yidden were appointed as a nation of leaders. What's the connection between that and Matan That will be understood by first explaining what does kingship mean. The Nukuda Ikris from Malchus is what is the main feature of Malchus? Hisnasus. It means, in a good way, aloofness. Someone that is on a higher station than the ordinary people. The Melech's Hechekeit und Abgetrogenkeit von ganzen Volk. The fact that the king is on a higher level and removed from the ordinary stuff that goes on with people. Biz as a Tarzach Nishtaroplah and he has to, he must remain on this aloof station because he's pro- uh, prohibited from doing the common work that people do. And we have to, the people have to make available to him all those things which normally a person has to work and get for themselves. 
we, the people, are responsible to make it available to the king. As it says in the Pasuk, a king shall be seen in his great beauty. In other words, there, nothing should happen to the king that will diminish his beauty, his outstanding person, persona, in any way. No one and nothing in the Medina of the country can nisht uphalt nemelech von durch There is nothing that anybody or anything in the country can interfere with um, the king being able to exert his will. Razal, as our sages tell us, that a king is able to break through if he needs to get from point A to point B, and somebody's fence is uh, crosses that path. He just breaks through the fence and nobody can stop him. Another thing that is said, Omar Malka Akartura, when the king says you can uproot a mountain, and other such expressions, which show that the king is dominant. Everything that he wants and needs has to be supplied and made available. Matan gave this ability to Yidin as well. Matantaira brought about, as we say, you elevated us above all the other nations. Yidin were elevated above all the other nations. And not only over all generations, but um, all other nations, but also above the world as a whole. We stand a tefach above the world. We also are outside the rules of nature. In other words, when a yid is fulfilling the will of Hashem, conducts himself according to the plan that Hashem has for him. When a yid conducts himself according to Torah mitzvahs fully, perfectly, is nishnar dan not only is it true that they will receive everything that they need and in a way, in a plentiful way, nor nochmer, but even more, there will be no need for you to have to be busy with plowing or sowing, sowing in, a, in connection to plowing. Their work will be done by others. Everything will happen for them. When a yid conducts himself according to Torah mitzvahs perfectly, Everything gets done for him. Under avayde fun yedin idin befrat meant us. What does this mean in the personal avayde of every yid? Then as kum tzuton azach from Torah mitzvus. When it comes up, when it comes up in your schedule that you need to do something now which is connected to Torah mitzvus, dav zichayid firim v'yamelech. A yid has to approach it. Like he's a king, like he's above it all. You have to dedicate yourself to doing that mitzvah as if there was no other thing in your life. There's nothing else that you have to worry about. There's nothing else that you have to take care of. This is the only thing on your mind. As if everything else in your life will be taken care of for you. This is the only thing that you have to do. This should be no 
natural thing, something that, you know, well, life is busy, there are other things that I need to do, how do I have time for this thing? Nothing, no calculation like that should um, interfere with your doing the mitzvah. Because when it comes to matters of Torah and mitzvahs, a yid is over nature. We stand above nature, and therefore there is nothing in nature and the natural process that should be able to interfere with our being able to carry out a mitzvah, and that's how we should approach it. And when a yid approaches his or her fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs with this approach of mamlechas kainim, we are a nation of princes so then the approach the way that you will be able to carry out your is not that you have to do battle with the Yetzirah constantly and not have to deal with other, th- other things which interfere with your being able to carry out you will have the opportunity to be able to do your Torah mitzvahs in a direct, without interference. Menucha, in comfort. It's not a constant struggle. It just it works. You put yourself on a on a pedestal higher than the world around you. This in the gazetas from because this is after all who you are. You are a nation of princes. So when you're above it all, there is nothing that could interfere. And that should be the approach of a Yid when it comes to do, having to carry out a, a matter of Torah mitzvahs, that there's nothing that really can get, into the, get in the way. You don't have to do battle with We are above it all. Everything will fall into place for us. Could ask the question. Because this could be true. This is true when we talk about the core essence of our neshama. That part of the neshama which is outside the, the body is verstanden. There we can understand this attitude, this approach. As kein zach from welt and gashmi is that there's nothing in the world or in the physical reality can in cannot get in the way of the neshama as it is above it all in the that nothing can get in the way of the neshama in its connection to the Hashem by not, you know, to interfere with his doing fulfilling the will of Hashem but we're talking about the reality that we're dealing with the neshama as it is inside the body. And the body, of course, needs to deal with the world. Because the, the reality of the world is limiting to the body, to the person. And does interfere with the, the carrying out of the agenda of the Nevzulikis. So how could you demand, how could you expect how could you expect that when we are living in a body this makes sense for the neshama as it is above the world but the neshama that's in the body our reality 
how could you expect us to raise ourselves above the the world and that this should not just be words but that we should truly experience this how do we really get to that is there emphasis of them so the answer to this is as in Yedin, Doros, and Adonisi, Yisrael, and every generation, there are those Jewish leaders. That they have those um, characteristics of kingship, uh, kingship and leadership. They give the Yid every, all the abilities, everything that they need, to be able to call out, to be able to bring out to the surface, at least somewhat of a characteristic of being on the level of a prince, of a king, and not not being limited by the world around you. The Nesim, the leaders who are truly kings, and they are truly above it, they give us the ability to be able to carry this out. Hey, since Moshe, David, and the Baal Shem Tov, each one of them was a leader and a king. And that's why, in regards to them, we find, in addition to the fact that they, were, they had great wealth, and they had no limitations on what they could do in Gashmias, We've, in addition to this, we also find that they had, they were dominant over the natural world. They conducted themselves above and beyond nature. They were not limited by nature. When we talk about the whole trip, out of Mitzrayim and uh, the lead up to Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim Yitzhiyah Yamsuf the 40 years in the desert they were all supernatural that whole period was supernatural um, also in regards to David HaMelech Hashem constantly showed him miracles when he flies as we find when you retell him and you see that he thanks Hashem for this miracle, for that miracle, there were constant miracles that happened around him. And uh, in regards to the Baal Shem Tev, his also he had, there were constant miracles happening around the Baal Shem Tev. As is well known from the stories of the Baal Shem Tev and his students, Bizas is Aloshem Vitoira Ragil. This is so much so that it's a common refrain, which even ordinary people use this uh, expression, that whenever some miraculous event happens, we refer to it as This is a story like the Baal Shem Tov would have. In other words, that the Baal Shem Tov is the paradigm of miraculous events. Is so from them, from these leaders who were truly on that level, from them comes this ability, this brings out in every yid also their somewhat ability to be, stand above nature and stand above the reality of the world, to be, to exhibit uh, behavior of a king. To understand each particular individual 
each one of these three what their individual influence on the Yid is. Moshe David and the Balshemtiv. So Mashpiyah Zayn Siyidim, what Moshe brings to it, and what David Amalek brings to it, and what Balshemtiv brings to it. Tafen Friyim is Varazayn. First, we have to explain. With the Gilufim Atem Torah, it's in Hot in Zich Drayin Yonim. First, we have to see in order to be able to understand what the the, the difference of what Moshe Rabbeinu contributes, what David Amalek contributes, and what the Balshemtiv contributes. As he said before, that each one of them brings their own contribution in this matter. So we have to first understand that there are three things which are brought out, three different ideas which are brought out through Matan Torah. Number one is the Etzim, his Galus Alukus by Matan Torah, the very revelation, the very fact that Hashem revealed Himself by Matan Torah. By Hashem al Sinai, as brought out by the words Hashem descended onto Har Sinai, was is given in ganzen Hechafun Teva. Umwelt. Hashem's revelation onto Har Sinai was something which transcended the world, transcended nature, and so on. For that reason, it was only a fleeting thing. It only happened when it happened, it happened, and then it receded, then everything went back to normal. Base, the second thing is the Taitzah, Umpa'ulu, from there is Galus and Welt. What was the result and what effect did it have on the world? As oich that even after the the shofar uh, sounded, which was the sign that matan was over, and the stalka shchina, and it was the sign that the shchina has ascended back up from Har Sinai, which is the reason that that was the sign that the people could now go touch or go on to Har Sinai as well. The great revelation of Matan Torah was over. But because it had happened, so it brought a certain refinement to the world, to the nature of the world. That from then on, it would be easier in ear to megala zayin an oyrleki. That from then on it would be much easier to be able to reveal a godly energy into the world. Till then the world was resistant to godly revelation. From Matan Torah it was now not as resistant anymore. It would be much easier, much more, the world became more refined and therefore it would be easier to reveal godliness into the world. The third, in other words, that's the, what the, the effect on the world the number three, number three, the Tachlus of what was the purpose, what was the ultimate goal of Matan Torah, the goal was to bring together the upper, the heavenly, with the Tachten, and the lower, the physical. Or as the Tanya expresses it, that we should transform this lowly um, world, there's nothing lower, lower than the physical world to transform that into to a place where godliness is comfortable a dwelling place meaning to say that it's comfortable there does haste that is to say that even in the concealment that the world presents the concealment on godliness where one is cannot see godliness, that it is so, but the fact is that we don't see it. 
Chayshach Kafel Mechupel, it's a place which is dark and double dark, and again doubled. Shehu it's a place that is filled with klipe and sitra achre, sheim neged mamish, the kind of klipe which is in a direct opposition to godliness. because it declares, I am reality and there's nothing other than me, in other words, denying the presence of Hashem. So in that reality, into that reality you should be able to bring the revelation of godliness even into this lowly place that's the purpose of Matantayra so there are three things there is what happened, the revelation of Hashem the effect that it had to refine the world somewhat and then that Ayid the purpose is that you should bring godliness into that lowly place these three things are exp- uh, expressed in the general's ideas in the Dray Tukufas Fun Am Yisrael. can be expressed in three separate periods in the history of the Jewish people. In Zman Fun Midbar, one period is the time that the Yidin spent in the Midbar. Then there is the Tzayt when Yidin Zani Geven Alad Masam, the time that the Yidin spent in Es Yisrael. And in the Zvan Golos, and then there is a period of Yidden being in Golos. The Eden from the Midbar. How do these three periods differ? The Eden from the Midbar. The Yidden that lived in the generation of the Midbar was Hob, and the Torah, and the ones who received the Torah, and they received it when they were in a Guf. They were alive, physically alive, when they received the Torah. Is Bazei Fablibim BeGolui Mein from the Izgalus Matan Torah Eichas Peter. So they they were there by Matan Torah so the effect of Matan Torah remained with them to a certain degree in a very obvious way they were there so it affected them in a very obvious way in a very revealed manifest way even after Matan Torah and that's why they remained in the desert where they were completely divorced removed from any Material needs, and they lived in a very miraculous reality, in everything that they needed. So, their food came from heaven. The water came from a traveling well. Their clothing were grew with them and was laundered, as is well known. The reason that were, they were in that situation is because they could this way they could dedicate themselves totally and fully to the Torah. As our sages say, the Torah could not be given only to the people that ate the man in order for the Torah to be absorbed and to because it was a new thing, so they had to absorb it, and they could only do that by being so on a, such a spiritual level that they were completely divorced from the physical reality. So that's one period of Jewish history. In Eretz Yisrael, when they arrived in Eretz Yisrael, then they already entered into a civilized place, the way civilized people live. In Aseder Achayim and Tivizdik Neifen, the life was now conducted in, according to the laws of nature. You had to plant, you had to plow, and so on. You had to go through natural process in order to be able to carry out life. But on the other hand, they live in Eretz Yisrael. 
Eretz Yisrael is a place where Hashem's divine providence is in a very manifest way, a very obvious way. Commission is in the Namar, as it says in the Pasik, Eretz Asher Hashem Alikecha Dairish Isa. This is a land which Hashem is constantly inquiring about it. Tomid Eine Hashem Alikecha Ba, Hashem's eyes are always upon it. Mirech Sashana from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. When Afilub Aveda Sadoma, even when it comes to actual farming, one has to plant, one has to harvest, and so on, and that work has to go on. We still say that the system in Israel is that we have to depend on the rain from heaven. This is as distinct, the Torah compares it to Mitzrayim, where the Nilus uh, watered the fields over there. But in Israel, no, we have to look upwards, heavenward in order to get the rain. In other words, which means we are constantly aware, intensely aware, that it has to come from heaven. In other words, the, this is a marshal for the fact that Hashem has to provide the rain. Hashem has to provide everything that we have. We are very much aware of that. Whereas if you live in a place like Mitzrayim, where it almost seems like it comes on its own, that's not the place to live. The Mila of Yidnas that we live in as Israel. Over as the and therefore we're very much aware that everything that we do, the planting and the plowing and all that is This is all just in order to create a keli for the blessing that Hashem sends upon us. because it all comes from above. And the only reason we need to go through the process, uh, the physical, material process, is only to be able to receive that blessing. But we're intensely aware that the blessing is purely from Hashem. In Zman, that's an Eretz Yisrael. In Zman, a Golos However, when we get to Golos, is we don't see all of these signs. We don't see that Hashem is behind all of this. We know it, but we don't see it. It's not. A, we're not. It's not in front of our eyes. And it can go so far that he could convince himself, as it is from the Gidriateva, it could occur to a Yid that we are just a part of the world and we have to go through the natural process. That's what we have to, that's who we are. We're also limited by the natural process. Just like no different than a Goy. And we have to work hard in order to break through this concealment that we live in, in which it might seem as if we are subservient, subjected to the natural process. We forget that it's really coming from Hashem, and that a Yid's Parnasa is in a miraculous way, even in the reality that we are today, even in Golos. That can be forgotten. That's the reality that we live in in Golos. Ches. That which we said before, that the revelation of Hashem through Matan Teira was only temporary and then it receded. That is only true for the world in general, for the rest of the world. But in regards to Yidin, it's different. The revelation of godliness that happened at Matan Teira implanted into every Yid of Shtendik forever. 
the Tchuna from Amlechus Kainim had implanted in us this attitude, this ability that we are the kings, the, the royalty. As Yedr Eid, which means that Ebi Yid, in Vos Faramatsev, is only Zalachnishkifin, that whatever situation you may be in, is a Bepnimius Nafshin Gansnechavanalarum, and he, in the essence of our soul, we are completely higher, removed from everybody around us. And in truth, not subjected to the natural process. And this is also the difference in Chidush, and this is also the difference in what Moshe Rabbeinu, what David HaMelech and what the Bashemta brought to the Yid, because it's they who bring this, they're the ones that have to bring out the ability for every Yid to exhibit this kingship, this being above nature and each one has their own contribution in this matter Moshe Rabbeinu was Durch M is given the Sinus Atayra. Moshe Rabbeinu, through whom the, the Torah was given, Bizas Torah in the Kras and he's so connected to be the one that gave us the Torah. Through him we were given the Torah that the Torah is called Torahs Moshe. It's referred to as the Torah of Moshe. Had Uvgeton in Zaindar what he had brought out in his generation was some Makalogim and the Torah and the Shamas Begufen Kanal. As we said before, to those people that received the Torah while they were alive in physical bodies, as Bazei is Lozain the Inim from Amlechas Kayanim in Pashut and Gashmi is the Gimzin. He brought out in them that they lived as the kings in the very literal sense. Say Haben Bakumen Alazei Ritzracham Umayla on Aravanya. As we said before, what does it mean? What does it mean to live like a king? Everything is provided for you. They literally lived like that. Everything was provided for them without any effort. In addition to the daily needs that they had, food and clothing and water and so on, in addition to that, they also were given great super wealth. From the Egyptians, they, uh, they, the great wealth that they got from the Egyptians... And their whole lifestyle was a very miraculous lifestyle. But then, when the Yidden entered Eretz as I said before, that was already a what we call civilized place, not like the desert, which you live in a very different way. Is Nifsigivorin der man, that's when the man stopped coming from the heaven, Lechminashamayim, Obaloshana Kosov, and as the Pasuk says, Kisavoyola Oretz, that when you arrive in Etzisrol, then starts the Seder of Sheshanim Tizasadecha, you have to plant for six years and so on. And they had to be involved in farming and so on. When Agamas in Etzisrol is Dajgochel Yena in Agilidikanefen, and even though it's true, that when, they were, that when they're in Eretz Yisrael, then the, it's obvious to everyone that the farming is only a method by which to bring Hashem's blessing upon ourselves. It's clear that it's all coming from Hashem. Which means that in truth it's all coming from Hashem, from above. But although that's true, it's Abedos Gufa, but that very idea. That we still have to be involved in creating in the natural reality. We have to create 
the channel through which Hashem's blessing should come, and it's necessary to do that physical, to create that physical channel. So this could still lead to the idea as to uh, that a person should convince himself that my effort also plays a role in Shafan's Shefa Parnosa. That my effort, the the Parnosa that I get is in accordance with the effort that I put in the material, the physical effort that I put in. and therefore that in itself could interfere with carrying out Torah mitzvahs properly because I might be too busy to have a shear because I need to spend more time in the field and so on and this is the uftuf and David HaMelech and this is what David HaMelech brought, brought was had gegeben dem koyach that he was the one that gave the ability as oichen eretz neshevis that even in a civilized place so la'id kenen arreiz bringen l'day gilui that a yid should be able to bring out into a very real way, as it is a mamleches kainim, that we are truly above it. We are a kingdom of of princes. Thus, meant to say, that is to say, as otsukumens the hakara, that a yitzvik be able to come to recognize as I'm parnosa kumting gansul that our parnosa is completely dependent just on Hashem. Uvemele is as beemes eichbar chava. And therefore, since it comes from Hashem, and Hashem has absolutely no limitation, so the ability for Him to give much, much more than we could normally expect is natural. Of course, Hashem can give as much as He wants. And that in its source and what in truth, it is all miraculous. Meaning to say that it's not at all tied to what you're doing in the natural reality, because even though we have to make a, a keli, we have to create the channel for the blessing, but the blessing is not limited by the channel, the blessing is completely greater than all of that, and it's all miraculous, and that should has to flow into the little bit of effort that we put in. And that the reason that we have to do something in the physical world is only because, as I used the this is what Hashem decided, that we have to also create a channel for it. That His blessing should only come into what you do. In other words, that there, Hashem decided you have to do something too. But He didn't say how much you have to do, He didn't say that you have to dedicate a lot of time to it certainly not in a way that it should interfere with your Torah mitzvahs and bemele is verstanden therefore it's understood as when es handelt sich wegen an jene von Torah mitzvahs that when it in regard if it ever comes up parnasa ever comes up in a conflict with Torah mitzvahs is das makayim on Campbell bulim it takes no effort at all to do the right thing which is to do Torah mitzvahs and leave the effort for a parnasa aside, the way a king would do it, because a king expects everything to get done for him. So we it conducts himself in that way too. The parnasa will get done. My job is to do Taira mitzvahs. That's what it means to be Mamlechas Kayanim. Even in Yisrael, meaning even in the place where Hashem's presence is already more removed at least in our eyes, in the, in the obvious way, it seems more removed than it was in the Midbar. Then comes the third period, Tess. When the darkness of Golas began, 
Und befreit in der Zeit, wenn der Chedzuch HaGoldus ist geworden, tiefer und finsterer, and especially when the darkness of Goldus became even deeper and darker. Und mit Zad zu Kaitim, because of the pressures at the time. Now, because of the situation, we're not just we're not just into simply doing a job, having a job and doing it. Nor in tirdus avanosa. Not only are we busy physically doing work, but we also become our minds become worried about it and troubled about it. And it's more than just doing things and thinking uh, big, uh, lofty thoughts. Now our minds are wrapped up in it and worried about it. Now there was a greater need than what David HaMelech had already taken care of, which is that a Yid can recognize that Hashem's, it's Hashem's blessing, which is really what's bringing you a Parnasa. Now we're on a much lower level. So now there is a new need. So the Vekem Ba'ema is Galus Inyon Melech to bring out the fact that we are truly kings and princes. Ayit can mean them because Ayit can think as in Nazat side in this kind of a situation that we're in now. Then says Sainado Azayfulalam is the stadium of Kimam. There are so many interferences and concealments and so on that exist, and they interfere with our ability to be fulfilled Torah mitzvahs. Is Daiva Hoiser? It would enough. It's certainly enough. Eiva Vet Mekayim Zayin Torah Mitzal Derech Haragil. At least I'm doing Torah mitzvahs in, in the situation we are today. That's good enough. And even to be able to do it just in an ordinary level is connected with a great battle with the Yetzirah. It takes a lot of effort to be able to overcome the difficulties that, that the world that we live in present. And certainly, if a yid not doesn't just do it on the basic level, but it makes a greater effort, and you even make an effort to do a mitzvah in a more, in a greater way, in a more beautiful way, to add to the basic minimum of how much learning one has to do, more than his basic obligation. So that is the best that I can manage. How do you expect me to, uh, to be able to approach the world as if I'm a king and I'm above it all in this world that we live in? As if all these interferences, all these concealments don't really exist. But it seems that they do exist. So the Baal Shem Tev comes along and he says, Even in the deepest and darkest time of Golis, a yid is still able to rise up above everything that's going on around you. And to still have the sense that we are Mamleches Kainim. And we come to recognize that Hashem Himself, with His divine providence, in every way um, conducts our lives in a miraculous way. And not only in certain situations, but in our daily life. Everything around us is happening in a very miraculous way. And in every detail of our lives, Hashem is conducting our lives like he's paying attention to the king. 
und Diaspor, and this flow of blessing that comes from the Baal Shem Tov, of inspiration that comes from the Baal Shem Tov, to bring in. The Mamlachas Kainen by Eden is Mana Golos, to be able to bring out this feeling of being princes and kings in the time of Golos is noch aggressor chidush. This is even a greater, this is even a greater and more important accomplishment when an ilui in the minyan amalchus and bring and a greater expression of this idea of kingship that the leaders bring out in us more than the two previous two situations. The fact that it could rise above the physical world and the natural world when we find ourselves in the situation that they were in the desert. When they were completely removed from the world. But even or even in, in when they were in the world, in other words, Netzisrael, but the Netzisrael was a place where Hashem was manifest. It was clear that everything was coming from Him. With Netzisrael, in those two situations, it doesn't express them it doesn't express the true, truly infinite power of this being kings that a Yid possesses. Because in those two situations, in the Midbar and Netzroll, to begin with, we weren't under the control of the natural process because Hashem was manifest in Netzroll. Needless to say, in the Midbar, we lived completely miraculously. So we were never under the domain of nature fully. But, in the, the, but now, Dafke Benidin. When a yid can display this kind of behavior when we are in golos, that means that shows that a yid can live as the expression goes to go over any interference, not to have to wrestle with the interference, not to deal with it. To, to, uh, to receive the challenge and deal with the challenge and overcome the challenge it's to go over the challenge but to be completely unrestricted in every way as if you're a king and nothing affects you to be able to go from the depth of Golos and to be able to rise up and to become a king and behave that way as if nothing else in that, that all that doesn't exist, that brings out the true ability of the Nasi in the case in this case the Balshemtev to be able to influence and inspire and bring out this display of kingship by the Yidden as we find ourselves in Golos. So that brings out how each one of the leaders affected the Yidden of their generation of their time. But it's of course impossible to say, as the Ufta from Moshe David and Balshemtev, that their accomplishments of Moshe David and Balshemtev is given Norfa the Eden from Yedin's there was only to the Jewish people for the Jewish community in their respective generations. Or even to say that Moshe's influence was for the, the time period that he was there. David HaMelech's influence was for the time period that he lived in, not only during his lifetime, but also 
the Yidden in the 800 years that they were in the Sisral, the Beis Amikdash, and more, plus more. And that the Voshemtiv, he's only relevant or his influence applies to the Yidden of Golas. Inside Moshe der Amabul, David Yidden uh, in Sisral, Moshe applies to the people in the Deir Midbar. sorry, not Deir Amabul, Deir Midbar, David Yidden from Sisral, uh, David applies to the Yidden of the Etzisrol, but you can't say that Moshe has no effect on the people of Zmanagolos. So therefore, what does that mean? Valdim Puula for Moshe, David of Hashem to Vizanitzchis. Because the reason we can't say that they're limited to their time period is because Moshe, David of Hashem are all eternal leaders. For Ali Yidden and Aladeiros, Moshe Rabbeinu was our leader too, and David Melech is our leader too. And the and the David Amalek was the leader was an eternal leader and therefore his influence extended backwards to the time of Golos and uh, the time of Midbar. The same with the Balshemtiv. Was the far vet Moshe angerufen durch Yidden Yidden Moshe Rabbeinu and that's why. How do we know that they are eternal leaders? That's why every Yid calls Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Moshe Rabbeinu. Our teacher is my teacher. Wegen David Amalek zakt jeder Yid David Amalek is all chayvekayim. In regards to David Melech, we say in the prayer, David, the king of Yidin, Chai Vakaim, is alive and, and exists. Oichitzter, even now, in other words, that he is eternal. Und wie bald das Bies HaMashiach ist abhängig in der Futze meiner Sechel von Baal Shem Tov, And since the coming of Mashiach is dependent on the spreading of the wellsprings, whose wellsprings? The Mashiach's wellsprings to the outside. Is fashtanig alos in the geyet to yed nidem cholodayrus. The coming of Mashiach, of course, applies is relevant to every yid and every single generation. And since it's all dependent on the balshemtiv, so obviously the balshemtiv is also a leader which is connected to every yid. So therefore, their influence must extend to everyone, all three periods. The influence of each one of the leaders extends to all the periods, all three periods. Now, kishem bezeir uftu. But just as their accomplishments, Verin in Algemeen Mudgish in Bazundere Dreit Kufus Klolius, their accomplishments, as we said, are emphasized. They come out in a more obvious way in the period which is relevant to them, relative to them. So therefore, even though we understood, we already explained how Moshe Rabbeinu's influence applied to his period, time period. The David HaMelech's influence applied to his time period, to his time period. So even when they all spill over into each other, there are three types of Yidin which each one of them will influence in every, any generation. In any generation, there are three different categories of Yidin and it's one of those leaders will, will his influence will apply to that category of Yidin, regardless of which period of, uh, which period of time they live in. Inside, that's how their influence is also div- divided in each generation itself, according to the three, three different categories of Yidin, um, by Yedin Yochid Gufa, in fact, by every individual Yid, in Drei Bazundar Sugi Aveda, there are three different types of Aveda, 
and each and each yid has three different types of avaida, and it's a different leader, Moshe David or Balshemtiv, that influences that type of avaida. Avaida Hashem tells of Bachlalus in Dry Sugim. Serving Hashem is divided into three general categories, which are Taira, Avaida, Tfila, Ungamilus Chasadim, Aisa, Mitzvah. There is the study of Taira, there is Avaida, which means davening, and there is Gemilus Chasadim, which is generally refers to the the, the mitzvahs which uh, also includes that general category that everything that a yid does has to be for the sake of Hashem and these three different types of Aveda relate to the three time periods that we discussed earlier which is the Midbar the Yidna as they were in the Midbar, the Yidna as they were in Eretz and the Yidna as we are in, t- in time of Golos. How so? Taira is the Gilu from Chachmasi Yisbarach. Taira is, of course, the revelation of Hashem's wisdom. And there, in your film, Taira is Bederch Mulmata Lamaila Lamata. Sorry, from Mulmaila Lamata. How does Hashem reveal the Taira? It comes from top down. It's a godly thing which is placed into our world. It comes from above that Hashem revealed His will and His wisdom into the lower worlds. And therefore, when a Yid learns Torah, relates to Torah, it lifts him into the world of Torah, which is by nature higher than the world. Which is similar to what happened to the Yid in the Midbar that they also were elevated above the world because they were busy, they were completely submerged in the study of Torah. When a Yid is connected to Torah, to the study of Torah, they become a king. As our sages tell us, that the rabbis, the sages, are called the kings. What does it mean? In what sense is a Yid the king? That he is over, rules over nature. Kedrashas Razal, and as our sages Hayyiduas, uh, the famous, the well-known teaching of Chazal, that through Torah a Yid is able to override the rules of nature, as it says in the Gemara, it talks about it, an example of a, when a, a woman, a girl is three years old, so there is a certain situation which. Uh, would change for her at the age of three when she turns three and if and that's a physical change that would occur and if the Bezden decided that they were going to delay the uh, other is going to be a second other so her birthday would have been let's say on Aleph Nissen so when when it came along that day and on that day she would have she turned three but then they decided to make it an extra other so therefore it's her birthday re- is now pushed backward a ye- uh, month it's going to take another month for her to reach uh, three so the physical change which occurred when she was two and she we thought she was three now gets reversed the physical change is reversed and she is no longer three and therefore her body is in accordance with a two year old Meaning to say that the Chachamim, the rabbis, through their uh, application of Torah, were able to change the physical reality for this woman, for this girl. 
So that's the idea of Torah. Tefillah is in Yanuk Bakashas Tzrachav. Tefillah means to ask Hashem for your needs, for the Mispalu, for my needs, the one doing the davening. A fil take as the Eibushter is there was getem zaynetzrachem. He feels true. He feels that Hashem is the one that gives him all his needs. Al derech hanal benegayetz Eitzisrael. Similar to what uh, we said about the Yidden in Eitzisrael, that they're aware that Hashem is the one that supplies all their panasa. Abadoch is a fanuma mit zaynetzrachem. But at, on the other hand, they are my needs. This is what I need now. So it's not like I'm living beyond reality. I'm in touch with reality. Let's say a person needs a refuah shleima, or a person needs a parnasa. So they are a reality that he needs, but he knows that it's Hashem that you have to turn to in order to get your need. Hebet, as on the smaller there was M felt, he's asking that the things that I am lacking, please make them available. Aber oich by avedas atfila is as nor but at this point when a person is busy davening it's still I'm davening I'm, I'm addressing Hashem with my needs not that I go out there and do something in the physical world in order to create my needs this is an event I'm not doing things that you know to create to, to do something to get my needs at this point I'm davening to Hashem similar to when the Yidin were on their in their land that each person had his vineyard and each person had his uh, fig tree in other words that that's where we were we were under our own fig tree and under our own vineyard we didn't have to mix with the rest of the world our needs were in the Jewish setting, not that we had to get them from the world around us. So in Fabun Midzei Bashtimt Nor in them Bashtet Nor in them was a bet vegen Zebam Eibushin al Zaynetzrachem. The only his only connection with those realities, the things that he needs, is that I am the one that has to speak to Hashem about my needs. That's my connection to those needs. I am the one that needs to present them before Hashem that this is what I need but he doesn't have to go out there and deal with those needs in the real world that's the Avaidah of Tefillah that's how a person exists in the world of Tefillah then there is another reality which is Maisa Mitzvah when we talk about doing mitzvahs the mitzvahs have to be done we have to engage physical things in order to do mitzvahs certainly when we talk about that even in our ordinary daily activities in the world like eating, drinking and so on so we have to also be uh, you know, direct them to Hashem. But when we're talking not about eating a Suda Shabbos, we're talking about eating on Tuesday, so then we're just engaging the physical reality. It's already on a lower level than doing a mitzvah. So certainly then, <speaking in Hebrew> so then our Veda becomes to refine and to transform the concealment of darkness of the physical world now we're dealing not just by expressing to Hashem our needs but we have to actually engage the physical and the, the dark world as in them that we have to bring the light of Kedusha to those darknesses 
And this is similar, lines up with the Yidin as we are in the world of Golos. So Maisa Mitzvah also is the engagement, the Yid's engagement with the physical world around us, not like Davening, which is talks about uh, the physical, but it's talking to Hashem about the physical. Doing a Mitzvah means actually engaging the physical, to similar to the way the Yidin were, are in the time of Golos, and not in Eretz Yisrael, where we need to engage, we need to be involved with the physical. But we know that it's in Eretz Yisrael. We know that it's under Hashem's dominion. We know that Hashem is, supplies it all, and so on. That's the difference between the three um, types of avodah, and as they relate to the three periods that we talked about before. Yudalaf. And this is the Inyan Amalchus, was Moshe Dovinu the Bashem to Zen Mashpia Siyed Nidim Bechol Devedir. And that's the type of standing above it all, kingship that the that David, Moshe Dovinu the Bashem to bring to the Yidden in every generation. Moshe was Inyani is Taira. Moshe, as we said before, his, uh, what he is is Taira, Tut of Megala, the Etzim Inyan from Mamlachus Kainim by Yidden. He's the one that brings out. The, the core essence of every year that we are b- stand above it all the sug for Mari Taira in the uh, as it relates to the Aveda of Taira a person that is dedicated to Taira was Zayn and Uzgetam from Welt those Yidin are truly they are removed from the realities of the world from the needs of, uh, that they have in the world as the expression as we say about certain types of people that are dedicated to learning that Torah is their entire preoccupation and therefore they're exempt about whom we say they are the those uh, sages are the kings everything is done for them they have no other need they don't have to be involved in anything else other than learning Torah in other words that they truly live like kings in that sense and the Yid, the Moshe Rabbeinu also was able to bring that out by every Yid in this man was a git up of Sorry, not Moshe Rabbeinu. And this can maybe it is Moshe Rabbeinu. This can also be accomplished for every Yid, even a Yid that is not totally Tairosum Nasi. But in this man was a git up of Limadatayra, but in the times that it, they, that this Yid does dedicate to the learning of Taira so at that time when he is involved in Torah we have the ability to completely divest ourselves but upon him at least for those few minutes or few hours in Gansen from Weltlichen we divest ourselves completely from all the material needs around us the Daigus all the worries about other things to be so completely submerged in the learning no different than the person that who does this all day long the few, the few hours the few minutes that you do it you can also be completely dedicated to it without any other worry and therefore now you're a king so yes Moshe Rabbeinu in addition to bringing out that quality in the people that are always can also brings this to every single Yid for the time that they are dedicated to Torah that they're learning Torah David when we talk about that he is the one that is synonymous with the idea of davening was the far hot and that's why David Amalek is the one that wrote one of the main 
sources of davening, which is the book of Tilim. Tut Oif Inyan Amalchus Shabai, he brings out the uh, the kingship as Oich Diavaydezolzayin in Amalchus Dikan Oifim. He brings, he gives to a yid his kingship in the way that um, <coughs> this avayda of davening should be also conducted as a king. That even though, what does it mean that he brings, that he turns a yid into a king? That even though the yid has to express a request for those needs, but as a king, they will be fulfilled. In other words, the, the point of the king is that all of his needs are taken care of. So yes, the yid has to ask for them, but they will be fulfilled. In other words, you will be treated like a king in the final analysis. You get what it is that you need. This is different than ordinary davening. That tefillah means that you sub, a supplication, which means I am below you. You have the ability to fulfill my needs. So I ask you for my needs. In such a case, it's possible that a person should run into difficulties. First of all, that the, it should not be fulfilled. Or even if it is fulfilled, it could sometimes make its way through different things. And it takes time until it develops and unfolds and becomes the reality. Sometimes it can be fulfilled, but not in the most perfect way, in the full way that you wanted it, only somewhat. So there are limitations in a regular situation when a yid davens. It's possible that they should run into problems, even when the answer is fil- fulfilled, even when the request is fulfilled. So for this, David HaMelech says, no, it should be, nor what should happen, not like regular davening, but take it from Yad, that immediately without any delay, on and without interfering, without diminishing what it is that you need, not to give it, 70% or 90% but to give it 100% the way a king's request is fulfilled and nobody would think of giving the king only somewhat of what he wants everything has to be fulfilled and immediately and as it's also accomplished through Torah as the Zerah tells the story as when that had to pray and, and bring about that it should rain in Eretz Yisrael. He said an interpretation on the Pasuk, And immediately, as he said it, immediately started the rain, and it was rain of blessing. In other words, not a, a rain that was too hard, that it could destroy things, it was done in the proper way, the way that it was needed. So Rajbi's blessing that he brought down, his prayer was fulfilled fully and immediately, perfectly. That's Maritaira. And the David Amalek brings out that we should also have the our and our prayers answered in the same way. David brings out that we should have the ability to have our answers prayed in the same uh, our our prayers answered in the same way. That's why in Tehillim, which is David's prayer, we have We have both extremes. On the one hand, it's all prayers and praises of Hashem and so on. 
similar to prayer. And zusammen damit is this fun de chadal svarim from Tereshu Uksav. At the same time, it's one of the 24 svarim of Tanakh, of Tereshu. So it has tefillah and Tereshu at the same time. That's why the effect of Tehillim is similar to the effect of Tehillim, which is that it stands above the creation, even though Tefillah is supplication from below, but it's also a part of Tehillim, and therefore it has that top-down effect that it's able to transmit to deliver your needs immediately and in the fullest and most perfect way. What was the Boshentov's contribution? He revealed the unity, the oneness of Hashem in the world. We know that one of the one of the things that the Boshentov is well known for is that he revealed to us that it's the real the real existence what is the real metzius of everything that is created is only the word of Hashem which brings it into being and causes it to exist because if he stopped for a minute it would stop existing and, and animates it and gives it life all of that is only Hashem's word in other words that there is nothing that exists except for Hashem everything that you see in front of your eyes is just another manifestation of Hashem's power but this itself he brought it out as an as an explanation of a Pasuk in the Torah so this is something that the Torah tells us the Baal Shem Tev revealed to us that this is something that the Torah teaches and through this Every Yidin was now given the ability as that even when you're involved, engaged with a physical material thing, sometimes and not it's not just a physical thing, but it's a coarsely physical thing. Even in a time when you don't really see Hashem is handy where that is Hashem is behind all that. Vemele is the bitter and therefore you're engaging that physical thing which doesn't recognize its source in Hashem. It, it's done, it has to be, there's a battle going on. There's a struggle going on. Is it Hashem or is it a physical thing? But we, even in those difficult battles, even in those difficult struggles, we have the ability to be able to approach it like a king. We are above it, and we will uh, overpower it, and we will come out on top because we are on top. Because as soon as you engage in the battle, you know before you even start, you know because we are a, a kingdom of princes. We are as the pasuk says. We are above our enemies. And that's why, because we know that it's, we are above it and that we have the ability to overpower it, that's why the, the success comes from above. Hashem will give them, will deliver them into your hands. We know that it comes from Hashem. 
because of this, as the pastor continues there, you will take your captives. Which is interpreted to mean that we take the captives means the godly energy which is submerged, which was captive in the Dvarim Gashmim, in the physical things. You would take, we extract, and we re- release, and we free the godly energy that was buried in that physical thing, from Zangolus, from its uh, exile, it was captive in a physical thing, and we are able to transform darkness into light, and bitterness into sweetness, and that's how he explains, in each period, how the Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Dovna Melech, and the Baal Shem Tev, had their influence on the Aveda of every year as we go through life on a daily basis.